0: Welcome to the 3PL Summit. Today we have Lindsay Graves, owner and CEO of Sunset Transportation.
1: Hi, Lindsay, how's it going? Hi, Mary. Good to see you. It's great. Thanks. How are you?
0: I'm good. Good. I'm really excited to talk today because, uh, as many of you might not know, Lindsay is a CEO and a woman. I know it's insane. She can do it all. <laughs> Um, But to start, Sunset is a family business, uh, and since the torch was passed down to you, what are some of the ways that you've kept the small business feel, the family vibes, those family value environment, while growing to have multiple offices, a cross-border customs warehouse in Laredo, and almost run out of room in the brand new building that you bought?
1: Well, Mary, my biggest focus, even before the the torch was passed down to me, was on our culture. Our business is about our people. So an engaged team is what makes us successful. So the easy answer is for us to do a lot of happy hours and outings. That's what any company can do. But really where I feel like we make an impact on our culture is by really living our core values. Relationships, responsive, loyal, flexible, and accountable are our core values. And you can see the logos behind me. They're not words that just appear on a wall, but they're something that we really actually try and live day to day in our company. Uh, we have a core value reward program where any in an, any team member at any time can nominate another team member for a core value. And they have to give an example of why that team member was nominated for the core value. And we use that program to display the actions of our core values to the, to the team to the company. And so everybody every day gets to see how team members are living our core values. Um, another thing I work really hard at is the communication and the transparency of information across the entire company. So I'm constantly working hard to make sure our branch offices and our agent offices are included in every kind of communication or activity that we, that we do. Um, it's gotta be inclusive of everyone. You can't just say, you know, here in St. Louis, you know, we're doing something. You, we literally have to include the entire company to make sure that the culture is, is consistent across the company. So another example of what we do is we have a culture club where uh, there's a team member from every branch office that's included in this group. And that person's job is to make sure that as we do engagement activities that they carry those activities through their branch office. So I'm the keeper of the culture, I should say, and um, my job is to make sure that it is always the best environment to work, work in.
0: So I think that you guys have, uh, like you mentioned, you, the culture is very important other things like that. Um, a lot of companies now are experiencing um, a lot of issues with that as they are moving into more employees working remotely, hybrid schedules, managing different offices. Um, and so more people are kind of like, well, we had this great culture in office before the pandemic started um, and then everybody went remote. And now everyone's back, but also kind of not back, but also back only sometimes. So how have you guys kind of managed to keep that culture um, throughout the back and forth, back and forth? Because I know Sunset's been um, home for a little bit, back for a little bit, home for a little bit. Certain departments are home for a little bit. Um, How have you guys managed to like kind of thread the balance between the two?
1: Flexibility is key. That is for sure. I think we've always worked hard to create a flexible environment um, because flexibility like I said, it's, it's key to making a good work environment, but I think COVID has helped shape the landscape of the workforce even more to make it more so a norm. Um, we don't stand out as much, I think, as we used to because it's, it's pretty normal these days. Um, so really, we have to make sure that we are doing engagement activities, for example, where we're, it's a remote compatible. Um, It's not easy. I mean, it's easy to bring in lunch every day, you know, or not every day, but it's easy to bring in lunch for everyone. But, you know, we're having to send lunch to people's homes now. It takes a lot more time and energy, but if we work hard at it, it works and it's no different.
0: Yeah, it's one of those where like the remote workers feel just as important as the people that are in the office and they get the same perks and they get everything like that. And I think that that's nice that you guys have kept that main, like kept that in the forefront of your mind instead of just like, well, they're remotely working. So we'll see them when we see them.
1: Exactly.
0: Yep. So, as you guys, uh, since the torch was officially passed to you, uh, you are now the owner of CEO, owner and CEO of Sunset, which means that you guys are now a woman-owned business. Was there any sort of pushback in the industry um, from other companies, customers, prospective customers, um, when Sunset went from male-owned to female-owned? Was it a positive, negative
1: reaction? It was very positive. There was no pushback at all whatsoever. In fact, I will say the coolest thing about our industry is the amount of support from competitors and peers. There was so much support and excitement. I will say a fun story is back in 2010 when I went to my first TIA conference with my dad. I remember walking the hallways of the conference and just feeling like a lone ranger. I was like one of the only females and one of the only young females at that. Nowadays, I go to the TIA conference and it is filled with so much diversity, so many women. It's so exciting. And our industry has really continued to embrace diversity and um, and get excited about it. So it was, I witnessed it on LinkedIn when I announced the change and it was incredible the amount of support I received.
0: I will say, though, that like over the last maybe I guess even just like the 10 years, people have like the transportation industry has kind of gone from being like a we're a boys club and we're rough and tough and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of as an industry just kind of been like, yeah, just like if you do a good job, like you're good. Like it's kind of been more about like, show me the work that you're doing. Show me what you're capable of doing. And that's how I know that you're good and qualified for this to be in this industry, not just because you're a man and wear pants. (laughs) Exactly.
1: I love it.
0: So one of the unique things about Sunset is that a lot of the director level leadership is also female. Um, Is that something intentional to give more women opportunities for advancement um, in higher level jobs? Or is that just like a unique byproduct of having extremely qualified people that also just happen to be female?
1: I think there's different parts of this i think i think that having a woman in leadership or women in leadership attracts more women in leadership i think you know we see that there there's a team that that forms around women and i think that's a big part of what continues to attract more to our team but um i really also think it's a bit about the environment that we create so i've worked really hard to create an environment that supports a work-life balance. I have three young kids. So in my position, I know how important I want my life, you know, I want my work-life balance to be. And so I think about that and want to create that environment for everyone else that works for Sunset. So my dad, you know, back in the old days, he'd work from seven to five and he'd expect everyone else around him to do the same thing. And that didn't work for many women at the time. Um, you know, women were primary caregivers, you know, and not so much anymore. But um, I really worked. feel like I worked hard to push against that stigma that he may have created um, to create a work environment where flexibility supports the needs of a lot of women. So like I said earlier, COVID has really changed the flexibility in the work life balance or in the workplace, in my opinion. So it isn't as unique, but um. But anything, it, it's just help reinforce that we're doing the right thing. So
0: I think it's nice that like, you know, if someone has to go take their kid to the doctor or go pick someone up from school because they're sick, like you're not it's not a whole big production of like, well, you're leaving three hours early, so you need to make up three hours or whatever. It's like now nah, just go get your kid like that's more important. And I guess that comes back to the family values that you guys um, like, you know, spend so much time on. Yeah. Um, So women starting out in the industry, obviously 10 years ago, a couple years ago, it was a lot different. There um, was like more of a, well, you'll just sit here and do this because it's what we're telling you to do. Um, But uh, what's your biggest piece of advice to younger women starting out in the industry that might be facing some struggles? Um, Because I mean, the logistics and transportation world is known for kind of chewing up and spitting out their young. Um, so kind of how do you give the advice to like Mrs. Ne- or 3PLs and brokers that aren't as necessarily friendly to new people that don't know anything? Um, what's your biggest piece of advice for people starting out?
1: My biggest piece of advice for people starting out of the industry, first of all, is you have to work hard. You have to be able to put in the hours. I, I know I just preached a lot about work-life balance and flexibility, but you got to start somewhere and it's going to take hard work. But, you know, after the hard work or after you put in the hours, you know, I say that you have to be able to speak up and you have to be able to vouch for yourself. You can't just expect your boss to promote you, um, and bring that to your attention. If you feel like you've earned something, I think you have to go out and get it and you have to ask for it. And I think that's, you know, that's part of this, the next generations that we're seeing is that they want a career, the path, They want to have a real path that they can follow and that they can see, and they want to know what to expect. So my advice for other third parties is to make sure that you have a clearly defined career path, because these generations that are coming in, like I said, they want to know where they're going, and they're going to be asking you when they can move to the next step. So, um, you know, I guess, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: <laughs> the good old mantra of if you know what you want go out and get it and then also i you're not playing though about these kids come this next generation they have absolutely no qualms telling you like no that's not something i'm interested in or no that's not going to work like they will 100% for the most part still respectfully tell you that you're wrong and that no this is not going to work for them and they have like So a lot of older generations and everything will stay at a company for a very long time because they think that like, you know, I've been here for 20 years. So that's that like I've succeeded in my life mission of working at a company for 20 years. The younger generation, they're like, I've been here three months. This isn't great. I'm just going to go ahead and leave and find something else like they and they will leave. They are just like, okay bye. And I'm like, I I do not have that kind of like stones to just be like, bye in a little bit. I'm like, no, you got to stick it out at least like a year things change. Um, so how, um, how have you guys been able to kind of like hire younger talent and get them to stay, which is something that a lot of typically brokerages already have a high turnover rate. And so do other 3PLs. How do you get those younger generations to stay and be like, no, 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 it's okay. There's, there's, there's room for you here. We, we care. There's a path. <laughs>
1: Retention is, is really hard. Um, It's key though. And a big part of that I really believe is about creating that culture. Like we've been talking about. Um, I think it's, it's key to happy and happy people having a good culture and culture can translate into so many different things. Um, But sunset, we work really hard at creating, like I said, those career paths and having them clearly defined Having clearly defined um, levels of experience you have to have, education you have to have, um, you know positions you have to you've had to have training in. Um, we're doing a ton of ongoing training um, for each individual person. We work to define what they need as far as training wise to move up to the next level, and we're constantly working with them on making sure that dialogue is there to have. To know, so that they know that we're advocating for them. We want the best for them. And if they don't want to move up, if they don't want to go to the next step, that's fine too. But at least we make sure that we have that dialogue with them so that they know that they're not just stuck and that we're not talking about it.
0: Right. It's kind of one of those where like, okay, well, you applied for this promotion. You didn't quite get it, but here's the steps that you need to take to be able to get it next time or kind of something like that. Not just like, no, you didn't get this job. Have a nice
1: day. You got it. And even prior to that, having very clear documentation on what it takes to get into those next positions, you know, so that they, the, it's very understood what it takes.
0: It's kind of like a built-in goal. Like, Hey, if you want to move up, these are the milestones that you need to hit. And then if five people seem to hit them at the same time, then that's a problem for later that you guys handle. Um, So another exciting fun fact about Sunset is that you guys are a four-year, I believe, top 10 inbound logistics company. Um, do you think that has anything to do with stepping up from from you, stepping up from COO to CEO? Or do you think that that would have happened regardless of the change um, of even making the switch to a woman-owned business or um, saying as a COO, do you think that you guys would still be a 4 Pete?
1: 4 Pete, Yeah, that's it. Mary, I cannot take any credit for the top 10 award. I cannot. It is all about our people. We are a competitive bunch, and once we hit that first recognition, that first year, everyone wanted to continue to improve on it. We seriously have a continuous improvement culture, where we're, we never stop learning, we never stop growing, and so that was evident with the four PL or the top ten award. Um, so every year, they we just continue to get more and more competitive about it, and we keep climbing the ranks. So I'm. I'm super excited about it. It's a really powerful recognition, and I we really owe it all to our people and the relationships that they have with their carriers, customers, and peers.
0: You mean a three PLs competitive? What? <laughs> I've never heard that before in my entire life. So competitive. <laughs> um, but that's exciting. I hope you guys get on the list again because you guys were number, you tied for fourth last year. Yep. Yep. So here's hoping that you break the top
1: three this year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: <sighs> all right. Well, I think that's all that we have today as we're coming to the end of our time. Thanks so much for being here today.
1: Thanks, Mary. It was really fun. Good talking to you.